This is your host Peyton with Girls Gone Right. If you want to follow along with the video format, be sure to check us out on YouTube and hit subscribe. Let's discuss. Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Hey, it's Megan. And we have our friend Cameron on today. How are you doing, Cameron? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. So Cameron actually decided that he wanted to come on our podcast, which wow. I don't think he has any idea what he's getting himself into. Balls. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Um, so I know Cameron, when I guess we met when I was in college through my ex-boyfriend. Ew. Yeah, yeah ew. And, <laughs> and now he's on the podcast. So Cameron, tell us a little, uh, little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I'm Cameron. I'm, I'm in North Carolina. I own a productions company that, uh, that really just does everything. Everything from weddings, events, TVs, uh, TVs, TV commercials, pretty much everything. <laughs> Okay, so also a little background. I used to work for Cameron, so that's also how I know him. Nice. And I have some questions. So since I was your employee, was I a good employee? <laughs> oh, we're diving right into it. You were great. You were great while you were here. I was sad to lose you. I give you so many good references too. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was also wondering. So when people call you, because you are one of my references, is it a good reference? It, it is always a good reference. I always like hype it up so much more because you're also nice to me. So I, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I was so sad to lose her. Like, I'm, I'm jealous of you that you're getting nursed. Yeah, I set you up the best I could. Oh, okay. Wow, I'm so flattered. Okay, no. thanks. <laughs> I'll boost your ego at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Let me fan her off a little bit. <laughs> Just had to get out of that. Get that out of the way. But um, yeah, I did work for you for a year and... So it's just crazy. Was I, that... was I a good boss? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Reciprocate the compliment. You you were a tough boss. Okay. That's fair. A tough boss. But in a good way. But in a good way. Yes. And it got me to where I am today, which is yeah. on this podcast. That's the Boom. nicest way you could have put it. So perfect. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. First question. Also, as you see, we have some alcohol here. Yes. Show us show us your drink. <sighs> what do you drink drink a choice? Yeah, reveal it. It's a Is truly. that a white claw? Oh, oh it's a truly. truly. Okay. I moved away from the white claws, yeah. Okay, this is like a step down from mm -hmm. the white claw. Just douche, douchery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll be manly and have the beer. <laughs> yeah. We're switching roles for this, yeah. But it's but it's not Bud Light. No, this is, this is safe beer, so it's fine to drink. One is local. Tell us, shout out, good people in Birmingham, <laughs> my hometown. So, if you don't feel comfortable answering these questions, feel free to take a drink and vice versa. Yeah, we're okay. just gonna have a little party. Uh, first question: biggest fear in starting your own business? Ooh, um, I'm gonna answer that in a weird way. I've always had the fear of the alternative. That's always how I've thought about these things. So instead of fearing like doing it, I always would have feared what would happen if I didn't. So like if through anything, like even if it was like, like asking a girl out or something, the fear would always eat me up more of why didn't I do it? And I hated like going to bed knowing why I wouldn't do something. So I think I would have been a lot more regretful had I like gone the normal route and went and got a corporate job and always looked back and said, you know, could I have done something? Yeah. Very good answer. That's a great answer. Good I also answer. agree with that. Yeah. I would much rather live and know and attempt the thing that I want to do and live with failure rather yeah. than living wondering if I would have succeeded in something. Like at least if I tried it and I failed, like I knew 
it wasn't meant to be. Exactly. Yeah. I, I teach group fitness, and like one of my like coin phrases that I always say is like, "You'll never know until you try." Like yeah. you just won't. You yeah. Know. Some would say, "Fuck around and find out." Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Where's the chart when you need. I'd it? rather have the closure. <laughs> like I'd rather like know that it didn't work or did work. I just like having like the closure of knowing. So it worked yeah. out, which is great. But yeah. 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 I love that. So was there ever a point where you thought you were going to fail or that you should give up? Um, no, I, I feel like I should say yes. Cause I feel like that's the more like, um, you know, not cocky answer to give, but no, I think I always was like pretty confident that it would work out. Cause from the beginning it took off pretty quickly. I mean, there were times that like, you know, the phone wouldn't ring for a few days and I'd start to have that in the back of my head, but I never thought it would be like a failure. Mm. Very confident. Yeah, yeah, very confident. This is why I was a good boss. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what made you want to start this so young? And I guess before you answer that, how old were you when you started this business? So this one, I was 19 whenever I started it. Wow. Um, yeah, ECU, started it in college. Um, I tried to start one prior to that whenever I was 18, and that one did not work out. So I got my closure on that one, too. <laughs> I tried to start a marketing company. That didn't work. And then this one worked out. But um, I think I just always like found validation i guess is the word maybe it's not the right i'm drinking but that might not be the right word i always found validation from like work even whenever i was young i was a lifeguard whenever i was like 14 and a half or 15 or whatever the youngest age is and i just always loved like having a job and feeling like i was like self-supportive of myself and all that stuff yes yes yeah. same i i had a job when i was 16 my parents didn't even tell me to go get a job i just was like oh you got me a car you got me a phone i guess that means i need to go get a job you feel so like, cool, like making your own money. Yeah, yeah. you do. You're like, I, I worked hard for this. Like it is something about working hard and having that payoff in the end. That just feels so good and gratifying. So yeah, I took it, it way sounds, too seriously. Like, like whenever I was kind of selfish, but it's not when I was a lifeguard, <laughs> like I'm just a lifeguard. I'm like 15. I changed my voicemail to say, Hey, this is Cameron, the lifeguard from Swim Come Out. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, because I felt like I was like, I'm going to embody this. I will be the yeah. lifeguard. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all gas, no brakes. If I'm a lifeguard, I'm a lifeguard. I was the best damn my lifeguard personality. you'd ever see. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love it. But, so that was your first job? Yeah, lifeguard. lifeguard. Yeah. Mine was selling shoes at a Baker's shoe store, which is no longer around. They went bankrupt. But I had to work extra Great job, Megan. Yeah, I had a killer employee. I know. Yeah. I, I I robbed them so they went bankrupt. <laughs> it was all my fault. No, they. <laughs> Statue of limitations like seven years, so you, you can you can say it. I ruined their shoe business on purpose. <laughs> it was all my fault. Uh, no, I had to work extra hard because we made commission. Ooh, yeah, incentive. Yeah, mm. so I was like, "Oh, we gotta sell the shit out of some shoes." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's a great. My first job, I'm trying to think. So actually, I started young, and I was like a nanny. Yeah, uh, and for like a whole summer, and actually, it was like for my cousins. Yeah, and <laughs> they they're not gonna watch this, so it's fine. They were. <laughs> Rugrats! It was so <laughs> tough, and after that, I'm like, I never want to babysit again. Um, so I found other jobs to do, but yeah, it was <laughs> character building moment. Yeah. Really tough. Uh, no. Babysitting came with like lifeguarding. Like the people yeah. that we would lifeguard would ask us to babysit, which felt weird as like a guy, like a 16 year old boy, to like go babysit. Yeah. Um, but there's 
now that we're getting crazy, there was one lady that paid us in beer, which was wild. <laughs> and I can't believe she did that. But what I realized now that I got older is she would pay me in one case of beer, which is like $16 to babysit for like eight hours. Like I was there like all day and she just come back and you give me a case scammed. of beer. You got scammed. I got so scammed now looking back on it, but it was a criminal act. Wow. So it's fine. It's funny that you say that because actually my voicemail said, hi, this is Peyton the nanny. I'm sorry I missed your call. We're the no, same person. Just oh, kidding. yeah. I'm totally okay, Come on. <laughs> I thought you were serious. I was like, y'all are I was, freaking weird. I was excited <laughs> to have a peer. <laughs> Insert career here. <laughs> it's like, hello, you've reached Megan, the girl who caused bakers to go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just really throw your – I threw my whole resume on my voicemail pretty much every time I had a job. And anytime anybody like that worked for me, like Peyton, whenever you worked for me, like on your voicemail on the phone, we had you record a voicemail saying, hey, this is Peyton with Sky Vision. So I always got like a little like gratification from that of like, hell yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Love 100%. It. That is hilarious. So what motivates you? To have all these jobs and start start a company so young. <laughs> all yeah. these jobs. Um, <laughs> what motivates you to work? People need to hear this because a lot of people don't like to work. Nobody wants to work. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, I just think that like there's a lot of things in life that I want. And I think that like you've always heard like money can't buy happiness kind of thing. But I think it kind of can a little bit. I think it can at least get you to a place where you're comfortable. Like if, you know, I want to go on a vacation, I'm comfortable with that. If I want to buy something i'm comfortable with that like i bought a boat and you can't really be sad on a boat so mm. i feel good about Are that you wearing your flippy floppies on your boat <sighs> my gucci flip-flops no i do not <laughs> and nor do i own a pair <laughs> but but yeah i would say that i like the financial freedom of it i like not yeah. i don't use credit cards i like just my own kind of personal like financial stuff i like the idea of being completely like self-sufficient i agree i think that it is so rewarding to be able to buy things yourself yes. and to have that freedom and security and know that you did that all on your own. Like yeah. it feels really good to work hard for something that you really want in life and create a really good life. Like you can look back on that and be like, I created that because I worked hard and it's like grit and discipline. Yes. So I think that's awesome. And also yeah. it, I do agree that you need money to at least be somewhat, it makes things easier in the sense that money is the vehicle to happiness in the sense that if you want to travel, obviously you need money and yeah. money gets you to these things and helps you reach your goals. If you yeah. want to go on a vacation or you want to buy a house and you want a family, yeah. like you need money. Yeah. 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 And a lot of the population is not firmly grasping that concept. No, they yeah. want everything for free. Oh yeah. No, we, we get that. A lot. Like a lot of people reach out saying they want free shoots and free this and free that. It always confuses me of like, why don't you work for it? Also, I gave the selfish answer because I'm drinking. Like I love supplying for the people that work for me too. That's probably the main thing that drives me. Like yeah, my brother, yeah. his fiance, my best friend, they all work for me. And I think it's really cool to like know that I'm providing something for them and their families. And, and that's the less selfish answer. But yeah, you know, money. Well, I mean, you're making a good point though. Because I, I used to sing in a cover band and whenever people would ask for our rate for like an event, like a wedding or a party, and we would give them our rate, they'd be like, oh my God, why is it so much? Like, because you're getting this and you're getting this and that and this and that. You're paying a service for entertainment or you're paying a service for film. You're paying a service for somebody to come out and record your event for the whole day. Like, mm -hmm. you wouldn't expect to go sit at work for free, would you? No. 
I don't know why it's small businesses that people will like harass about money like that. Like I've never gone to a restaurant and they come out and give me the bill and I'm like, are you serious? You know, can, can you bring <laughs> like, this down a little? What am I getting for that? Like, just pay it. Exactly. Yeah. So small business people, they get picked on the most. It's yeah. hard when you have a service too, because people yeah. don't get to physically hold your hard work in their hands yeah. and it's not tangible. So therefore they think that they can get a discount yes. or that it's just easy for you to do. And like, oh, it's not costing you anything. It's just a service. So like, just come out and do it. And they expect some sort of discount or something for that. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. that's where the industry that you see it a lot in is the service industries. It makes things oh, yeah. really hard. And you know, if you have a friend, they're like, oh, I get a friend discount. And even if it's like a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, they just expect it just because it's a service. I'll never understand that. The friends should be supporting your business. Like if anything, exactly. they should be excited to pay the full yeah. amount. That I've never understood, which I've done. Like I, and just out of kindness, they never ask for it. If they ask for it, I won't give it. But if they don't ask yeah. for it, a lot of the times I will give something if they're like a friend or family or definitely yeah. family, but you know, friends. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't get it. You should be yeah. supporting the small businesses for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm gathering here. Are you a workaholic, Cameron? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told this ample times. Yeah. Wait, are you single? I am. Dun, dun, dun. That is probably why I'm not, or why I am single. Yeah. Wait, I, you are single? I work a ton. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, I, to me, it's normal though, because since 19, I've been doing this. So like, it's not unnormal for me to do like an 80 hour week, but then I'll like go on a date or go on a few dates and they kind of start to get to know my work schedule and they think I'm insane because I'm just working yeah. all the time. And it, that's been a little bit of a barrier to entry because I don't think there's a good like understanding of like, oh, this is like normal. For, I, I'm not like trying to show off. I'm not trying to work for no reason. Like this is just a, my life and kind of how yeah. this goes. So, yeah. yeah. It's like a take it or leave it kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll work work with you a little bit but yeah it's uh it's definitely like that's probably the biggest shock when it comes into it is i think people see the material things and then all of a sudden they're just like oh you work really really hard it's kind of hard to like you know go on trips or go on vacations like it's hard for me to like really leave town because of what i do um i'm really selling myself down but yeah pretty, pretty much yeah you're like listen there's more He's really yeah. a great guy ladies uh, great guy i just work a, a ton guy. work a ton yeah. well I, it, uh, the dedication part is a great yeah that's a huge characteristic and attribute of yours because obviously like work is important to you but you also have a true commitment to your work which is obviously a good sign when it comes to like a relationship so you're seeing the plus in it i've always said I that am. too like in a relationship <laughs> i'm like entrepreneurs are like the best because they like it, it's nothing but commitment it is nothing yeah. towards like i can't it's not like I just go to where the grass is greener and go leave this job and go to another one. Like I will work on something if it needs work, but yeah. I think it's also tough because I have, I guess such a high, like people expect so much from me, like my clients that I have a really high expectation of myself of like how I communicate and how I like pretty much do a lot of things. And I think that can be tough too, just cause I hold myself to such a high standard. I'm not saying I have that. Okay. Yeah, I do have high standards, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I keep very high standards in terms of communication and just like being efficient and stuff, which I guess with dating isn't always going to be the case. Yeah. 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 So what I'm hearing is, are you, you're a perfectionist? Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent, to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. Okay. I am. Yeah. I'm like a struggling perfectionist. Yeah. And, and I don't even know if it's perfection. I'm just like a control freak in the way that like, I just feel like every aspect I want to like know what's happening next. Yes. I like schedule things out. And I used to honestly be way more type A and some would say I've loosened up. 
that's called a, a that's called I, a control freak. That's not a perfectionist. That's just a control freak. Okay, maybe a control freak. I I will say maybe it's like not the perfectionist where I'm like focusing. I'm not very detail oriented. And Cameron, you probably know this because I, I worked for you. And anyone that I've worked for knows that I'm not extremely detail oriented. Um, but. I think that I am definitely just a control freak and I struggled with that for a really long time. And my last relationship ended and that was something that he like threw in my face was like, you're such a control freak. He called me. Mm. I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to, oh. uh, he called me. A oh, yeah. so he's, I was a I'm like, a, I don't even know what that has to do with me being controlling, but apparently uh, that's what I was. So I, I wish, I wish, well, I, I wish I got more of that. And while you worked for you were in operations management like your whole job was to be control freak and like mm. so you no, know that didn't hit me until afterwards and then it just mm. i don't know something sparked in me and like i like having being like very type a and like having everything planned and scheduled and like everything was down to the minute and my ex was like that is like such a toxic thing about you and now that you know that ended i had a lot of time to reflect and some would say I'm very easygoing, go with the flow, and on it, I'm more spontaneous, and I'm more willing to f be flexible with my schedule to do things that are good for me, like go out and have fun sometimes. And I didn't used to do that. You're before. you're starting to rub off on me. Are both of you good. single? Are we? Or is this a safe safe space? Okay. Well, um, no. <laughs> Megan's married. Okay. Like actually yeah, married I'm or like. Okay, yeah, actually married. Yeah, no, Megan's <laughs> actually the other kind. <laughs> practically married. The way you said it, I was like, she's like practically married. But yeah. okay, yeah, so she's yeah, married. Megan's for real married. I am dating. For real. Okay, married. okay. Yeah. Do you think every relationship you've come out of, you have learned something from, like about yes. yourself that you've like improved from, or do you think there's some you've come out of where you're just like, no, that was all him? Yeah. Uh, yes, I have learned something about myself and. That, uh, the other <laughs> <laughs> your preferences yeah 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 um i had a boyfriend all through high school and i'm just gonna go ahead and say it he's a piece of shit there go. um yeah let it out yeah he, i mean all of the, all of our high school boyfriends are yeah pos's so i mean i learned a lot from that um mainly just that i'd I think I was obsessed with the fact that I just wanted a boyfriend for a long time. So I could be like, oh, we've been dating for like three years. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, it turns out he was just a horrible person. And then mm. I started dating in my early 20s and made a lot of mistakes along the way. And mm. uh, how old were you when you met your husband? How old was I when I met him? Or yeah. Or when you guys started dating? Uh, 21. 21. Dang. I was like, I, mean, I just wanted to compare myself. So yeah. out of curiosity, you can drink if this is a question you don't want to answer. What made your first boyfriend a piece of shit? Like what was not good about him? Okay, Peyton drank for you. <laughs> but yeah, you can drink if you want. I'm like so intrigued. I, I mm, this is a very, that would be a very deep conversation. Okay. Um, we can save it for a few drinks in if we need. Yeah. <laughs> the people want to know. This is so interesting. So he was okay. We're about to get real deep, guys. I'm sweating. Okay. This. Okay. <laughs> so we all have our firsts. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was my first, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shamefully so. And he kind of 
Oh, he lied to me about me being his first. I was mm-hmm. not. Um, he lied to me about where he was from. He lied oh to my me. Gosh. Yeah. After the fact, like <laughs> he, his whole life just turned out to be a lie, basically. Hmm. Amongst a bunch of other stuff that. Wow. It's not appropriate. <laughs> For the podcast, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was just, he lied about a whole bunch of stuff that he had told me from the beginning just to like get me to be his girlfriend and then come to find out none of it was true. Mm-hmm. So he said, bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Spicy. Bye, you. That's like, I. that's most high school relationships. To me, I don't count those. Those don't count in my book. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it should, but I just don't. That's they're, not being counted. They're yeah. just gone. Yeah. That was like history. That was practice. Yeah. I and feel like that's I, a normal thing because most people are like, how many relationships have you been in? And it's like, are we I'm in, not gonna including go high my, school? Yeah, yeah. I'm not counting that. Yeah. No. That was not a serious relationship to me. It wasn't something that I ever took seriously. No. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Maybe back in high school, I was like, ah, I'm in love with him. And it wasn't love. So when people ask me like... Oh, have you ever been in love with someone? I never look back to my high school boyfriend. I was like, yeah, I may have said that I loved him, but that was like not love. I mean, no. we were together for four years. Oh, okay. So, so that's a long time. Okay, like, yeah. And that's that's acceptable. We'll, we'll allow it. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll permit this. For long years. <laughs> that I can't get back. I like how the beginning of the podcast was like, Cameron, you're going to get drilled. You don't know what you're going to get into. <laughs> now I'm no, just sitting I'm here a- turn- Put you in my hot seat. Guts out right yes. now. Yeah, Megan just said she just said that someone was her first. I know this is crazy. This is I crazy. can't believe I just gave him that satisfaction. Not this that is, he's watching this, but this is like you're watching this. This is like twenty questions as a kid, where it like starts off like, "What's your favorite color?" and then now it's like, "Who was your first?" and when did it happen? <laughs> like we really escalated in five questions here, but wow, I know this is so comfortable this is with so each other. spicy. Yeah, my God. Oh, God. So, Cameron, have you ever been in love? No. Oh. oh. Yes. Yes, I have. Aw. Um, Was this like high school, college, recently? Elaborate. <laughs> yeah, after what we just said, let me go back to like high school. Um, I, know, I was like, let me just clarify. No, I don't think high school I really knew what it was. I think that yeah. like, well, I think at the time, had you asked me at the time, I would have said yes. But then my like, I mean, what love was to me now has changed of like, now I see it more as like a best friend and somebody I can do everything with at the time. Kind of like you said, like you were just excited to be in a relationship. And I think that's how I was whenever I was like young. Um, but no, I'd say like real love, I'm really out myself, probably three times. Okay. Yeah. A decent amount. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess not real because they're not around anymore, but you know, love for three so times. So how, how do you know that you are in love with someone? oh it's good and deep we really transitioned away from the business questions to like the let's get into it um i don't know i don't think there's really like a word to describe it i think there's a point where like in the beginning of dating there's always this sort of anxiety almost of like you know what are what are they thinking what am i thinking like what what are we doing here like it's kind of like figuring each other out and i think for me, where that starts to turn into falling in love is when it's like complete comfortability, where there's no more like question of like, are you seeing somebody? Am I seeing something? Like, what's going on here? I think when everything's comfortable and it just is totally relaxed, uh, that's where the process starts. And then obviously it takes time after that. But yeah. I do think there's a word for that. And I made this up in my head. And I don't know if how appropriate it's going to sound because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if it's appropriate. But mm-hmm. this is what I call it. It's like a heart orgasm. Oh my god! Oh. 
We start. We started off with fuck around and find out. So I think heart orgasms fine for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's like the feeling of falling in love. That's how I define yeah, it. I can. Yeah, that's it's like cute. a heart orgasm. It's cute. I'm gonna say this the most feminine way I could possibly say it, but it's like there has been a time. Like I, my ex said this to me one time, and it actually made a lot of sense. She's like, whenever I hug you, I feel like I'm like not close enough. Like I feel like I'm just like, I, like, and I think that's a very good way to put it. Because like you have I felt to get inside it. of their skin. Yeah. Yes. yes. In a <laughs> yeah. loving way. Yes. In a loving way. Yes. You have to get inside their skin in a loving Aww. way. But I think that for me, yeah, that and just like, I think now kind of what I'm looking for too is just like that comfortability and just like, which you can get comfort anywhere. That's not love. But I think that's definitely a great start to get to a place where everything just feels organic. Uh, another girl that I dated said this, this was not a lover, like someone that I loved, but somebody that I dated just to out Did her. Did you say lover? Lo yeah, oh my God. Lover. Lover. Yeah. Lover. Some lover. Yeah. My lover. This is not my lover, but um, <laughs> she's like, whenever you can like spend time together without being together, like if, if you're editing and doing your thing and I'm over here and we can just be content doing our own things, but we just like enjoy being around each other. I think that's good because yes. in the beginning, you're always trying to like entertain each other and make sure like you're always doing stuff together. But I think that's also like a pretty good start to, to getting there. That's yeah. a really good point because a lot of relationships, when they start, it starts with this giant spark that turns into a big flame and that flame kind of starts to dwindle because you do get comfortable and then you do kind of do your own things, but you have to keep that spark alive somehow. Mm -hmm. And I think that's with building each other up, having communication, um, talking to each other about your day, spending that quality time together. And then like you said, just being around each other, being in the same room with each other um, that way you have that sense of, you know, I'm with my person. Do you want to hear something funny? Always. Peyton, Peyton, <laughs> Pey a quote of Peyton's because it came oh, from Peyton is now on my hinge profile. So what on one, it? on one of your podcasts before Wait, you, t you talked about, you, you talked about slow burn relationships versus spark relationships. And so I have a, like, let's debate this topic, spark relationships versus slow burn relationships, which I don't know if those are real terms. I don't know if you made them up, but I just threw that in there. Cause I think that's a really interesting concept. No. She says slow burn all the time. I love yeah. me a slow burn. <laughs> so to be honest, like I'm, I'm very flattered that you quoted me on your hinge profile. So I'll, I'll take the creds on that. Um, you better have like gave no. me credit. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Awesome. Great. Even better. Yeah. It's in quotations as Peyton. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think that to me, it used to be when I was younger and started dating and new to relationships. I was always about that flame, like, oh, well, we kissed and there was like a spark and like mm -hmm. I went off of that. And then it was like one of my first serious relationships. I was so against falling in love. Like I was like, yeah. I just want to be so cool and not show my emotions like that. Yeah. I would much rather play hard to get. And the, I, I remember this because it's like something that always stuck with me. And he's like, there's just nothing better than being in love. And and that moment was like, okay. I, first of all, I'm a cool girl. Like I'm going to play hard to get, but now that I'm older, I'm like, actually, I feel like that's so true and I'm going to get sappy, but I think that there's something so much better, especially being like in a relationship for a while. Like now that I'm out of one, I'm like, that actually 
wasn't a terrible relationship and I learned a lot in the sense that there's like nothing like being in love with someone in the sense of like having loyalty trust and building a future with someone like that is unmatchable yeah and when you have all of that in someone it's not about like the fiery spark like it's great to have a spark but it's not all about that and to me like when you are loyal to someone and like you can look in a room full of people and make eye contact with someone and they know how you're feeling like there's just nothing better yes. than that do you think spark I, relationships can work i think that yeah. you can meet someone and have a spark but it's like okay but if you just focus on that spark if you're just focusing on the making out the physical touch and the little things it's never going to turn into that slow burn but you have to actually did I you just say focus on the making out was that the first thing you listed on that <laughs> yeah okay whatever <laughs> if you just focused on the making out if you then... just focus physical. on the phys yeah, yeah if you just only focus on the physical touch in the sense that you have a spark with someone and you're just gonna every time you hang out it's just always physical and you don't ever i guess be intentional about how you're spending that time with someone and if you're not being intentional about building those next things it's just gonna fizzle out because you don't have that trust you don't really know that person and you have to build a foundation early on in a relationship i think if you want it to actually turn into something and have something long lasting that's why i love the love languages because yeah. you, you typically have two really strong ones but it's important to grow in all five especially as a pair as a couple so like one one of you your might be physical touch and the other one might be quality time which is great because opposites attract so you can kind of work in that quality time with physical touch together um but i had a i have a question go for it <laughs> she's like excuse me yes me? yes my turn? I forbid um, what's uh what's something that you do when you get nervous when you're like on a first date or like your first like it's new it's fresh relationship like a nervous like tick. A nervous everyone tick. has a nervous tick yeah i don't think it's like a physical tick like i don't think there's something like i don't like you know like touch my head or like do something like yeah. that i think i just keep it pretty internal but i think internally i focus too much on making sure they're having a good time which isn't my normal personality like I might focus more on like asking questions or things that I think that they couldn't see as having a bad time. Mm -hmm. uh, and not just with, I'm talking with clients or with anything, like just talking to anybody. Like I think when in doubt, I just kind of try and make sure that they're happy. But my own personality typically is more uh, mutual, like making sure that we're both yeah. like having conversation and like I'm enjoying it and you're enjoying it. But I think that's kind of my nervous tick is I always fall back to that. Oh, yeah. well, that's a good one to have. Yeah. yeah. It's Megan, what is yours? I get... Um really quiet uh, like i almost hermit like i'm like it's a tough one like uh, my whole body like tenses up and i'm like because uh in my head i'm going don't say something stupid don't do one of your stupid little like, <laughs> like the kermit the frog gif but that's oh that's so much better okay if we're talking about dating that's so much better like that is like i would so much rather there's been multiple dates that i've gone on like multiple that i have left being like well that sucked like that was like there was no she didn't ask any questions she was quiet i was just talking to a brick wall and then she texts me later and she's like i had such a great time like can't wait for the second date 
And I'm like, well, I'm sure you did. I've just sat there and interviewed you for the, I, I, it's like being on the podcast. I'm just getting interviewed, but yeah. she, I just interviewed you, but there's like, I would so much rather. Cause I remember like it was my senior year of high school and I went on a date with a girl and something came up about singing and I was like, well, you sing. And she just started singing terribly, but she started singing super loud because she knew she was bad at it. And it was like funny and it was so goofy, but I, I still hold on to that of that being so cool as opposed to her being Aww. quiet and like reserved and all that. She just was like, fuck it. I'm going to be myself. And I thought that was way cooler. Oh, that's I cool. love that. That's yeah. cute. It's so cool to be yourself. Yeah. That's the coolest. I, I have it tattooed on my arm of be just you. Just be yourself? I have be you. Be you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to get that? A oh, tattoo? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, okay. Got after it. one podcast, yeah. we all need matching matching tattoos. Yes. You're like, yeah. okay, what Official arm and send friends. Yeah. Send me like something like that I can print out and we can all get matching tattoos. I got it. Just Sounds write good. it down. And then mm-hmm. take a picture, and we'll get like your script. Oh my god! <laughs> this is this is what? my this is my dad's handwriting. So I'll get my dad's oh, handwriting. Well, we want your dad's handwriting. On <laughs> there us. you yes. go. Yeah, that's yeah. We As get a that. tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll pay. I'll pay <laughs> both of you good money if you actually get that tattoo. Okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, what is that for? We're like, oh, well, we had a podcast with this guy, and it's his dad's handwriting. Yes. Yeah, that's the way to do what's, it. What's dad's name? Reed. Read, 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 Sandra. Yeah, I'll, I'll send this. <laughs> okay, good. Read. I hope you don't mind that we're gonna use your, use your handwriting and just put it on our bodies forever. Yeah, yeah. he'll want royalties. That's not creepy. Cheers. Oh. That's not creepy <laughs> yeah, at all. Not, yeah, not even a little bit. I'm sure we'll enjoy it. <laughs> okay, so we're about to get even deeper. Oh God. I feel like that was that was already pretty deep, but you know, Cameron, you said that you're single. So, ladies, he's a bachelor. He's driven. He's successful. So now we're going to get into what we do best is grilling our person that's on the podcast. And these okay. are like rap- rapid fire, like, let's okay. go. So shut up and answer quick. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. No time to think. Perfect. Don't even blink. All right. I'll try. Okay. Do you think that you're ready to get married? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. That was like so fast. Yeah. You said quick. Yeah. I definitely think. I think, it, yeah. I can give more explanation if you need, but yes, I would say yes. Okay, what makes you, like, what things do you think need to be in line in a man's life for him to say yes to that question? I think you just need to have all your own things figured out. I think it's tough in the beginning to juggle, like, okay, I need to get my career figured out, and then my relationship figured out, and then, like, my faith figured out, or all these different things that, like, people try and juggle, and I've got my career figured out. I feel like I've kind of, I've got my home, I've gotten everything, like, kind of situated where I feel comfortable with myself. That's probably the better way to put it, is being comfortable with yourself and, and love yourself. And I think I'm in that place now where I'm ready for, to add one more. I love that. That's huge. High five. That was wow. like a really, Thank that was you. a really good I love that. answer. You did not send me these questions prior, by the way. I don't know any of these questions. So if I give a good answer, no. just know I, I winged it. Yeah. I, I think that that was a really good answer and it's different because I think a lot of men will get into relationships, at least the men that I have dated in the past, and they struggle with that. They're not ready for something like that, but they think that they are in their head. They're like, well, I'm ready, but they don't have those things aligned. They're not confident. They're not sure where their life is, and they're still trying to figure that part out. Mm -hmm. So I think that that makes a relationship very hard when you don't even know who you are, and you're not even confident in life, and you don't know where your faith is. So like, you don't even know where you fall on the spectrum of being ready for marriage but like you're gonna date someone just because you want someone well they probably are framing it differently they probably are looking i I mean relationships are easy when you think about it because you don't need to like consistently put in effort like it's it seems when you're younger like if i'm Mm -hmm. 21 i mean would i rather try and like 
go on first dates all the time and see how that goes or whatever. I have something consistent with somebody that like I can hang out with all the time and it's easier. So I think people like lean towards that, but I agree. Like it, I didn't know who I was whenever I was 21. Like it's, yeah. you know, you still got to figure those things out. Yeah, definitely. Is jealousy okay in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, I don't think like dumb jealousy, but I think if, uh, if I'm having to compete with somebody, I don't think I should be having to compete for something. But if, if like, like if I was dating a girl and she wouldn't tell me something, but she would go tell another guy something, then yeah, I think that that would be called jealousy, but I think I would just address it in a better way. Yeah. No, I think a little jealousy is okay. It's a little spicy. It shows that you care. Yeah. Obviously to not some excessive extent to where it turns into craziness and talk toxicity in a relationship but i think like a little bit of jealousy just shows that you care if you're not a little jealous of your partner it's like do you even actually care do you care it's okay to be a little jealous a sane amount of jealous yeah Yeah. i i joke around and say like oh you know this girl was like totally flirting with me i'll be like i'll kill her (laughs) i will no that's fun it jealous do you think a little bit of jealousy is attractive like if, if your guy is yeah. jealous of her. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I think that's the I would be very upset if like some girl hit on me and she's like, I don't care. You can do whatever you want to do. Like it's yeah. just like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, if I'm not in public and I'm like at a bar or something or getting a drink, I'm like, that man just like, he keeps staring at me. Or like someone came up to me, asked me for my phone number. They're like, who? I'm like, mm, no one. The, I just wanted to see. <laughs> that degree of jealousy, like like I always, with my guy friends, we talk about this where I'm just like, if, if I'm dating a girl and a guy comes up and tries to buy her a drink, like he didn't know any better. Like it's yeah, hopefully you're true. a pretty enough girl where guys are trying to buy you drinks. Like, I feel like that's a good, that's a compliment to me, but if he's like yeah. disrespecting me, then yeah, yeah, then that's a different issue. But like, yeah, like, I don't think that's, I would get my high five and be like, appreciate you. Yeah, that's, that's mine. But thank you. Yeah. That's a good take. Yeah. yeah. That's a great take. That's a mature take. Yeah. So since we are girls gone right and we are a little political, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Is oh, it okay God. to have different political beliefs in a relationship? Uh, I guess it. De- I mean, it depends on how the two people would handle it. Like I've dated somebody that has different political beliefs than me, and it. I mean, funny enough, she did. <laughs> she didn't like when I'd listen to Ben Shapiro, <laughs> and that was always like that <laughs> was pretty. That rough. guy. Yeah. So Love I mean, but at the end of the day, it's not like every conversation we had brought it up. But to me, I think it's important if you're going to get married, then you have the same views. And a lot of politic yes. issues, not politic issues, but politics are going to come into like raising kids and like your beliefs yeah. and everything. So yeah, for me personally, I'd like us to be on the same page on a lot of stuff, specific yeah. stuff. Great answer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if not, what age? Oh, sorry. Skip that. It went okay. out of order. I Next. Okay. Like, okay. I don't, okay. Does we already answered that one earlier? What do you think leads people to cheat in relationships? Oh, that's that's oh. gonna get me in trouble. Um, not because I cheat, but just because like, oh, yeah, like oh. shouldn't be a reason. Yeah, like I feel like the the PC answer is there should be no reason. <laughs> but I think if you, um, I don't know what I'm allowed to say on the podcast, but like if let's say that like to just say it. Okay, let's say, like, I'm dating a girl, and we're having sex all the time, and then one day it just stops. Like, for no reason, no communication, no anything, I could see a lesser man going and cheating. I would not go cheat. I would communicate about it, but I could see somebody being like, yeah, and and then feeling justified almost in the extent of, well, you did this, so I did that. But I don't think that's right to, like, have, like, a harsh stop on something. I mean, if there's, like, a medical reason or something, like, then yeah, yeah, I get it, but I don't, yeah. I think that could lead to that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I agree that I do think that I don't think that cheating is okay, but I do think some, there is something in a relationship that leads people to cheat. And I don't think that it's always something in the relationship. Sometimes it's something about the individual. Sometimes people are just shitty and they do it. And that's, that's what leads them to cheat, to cheat is that they don't have good morals and they don't have good values and they're insecure. So for, from an individual perspective, that's a reason. Or in a relationship, you're obviously not getting something filled. So maybe they're seeking it elsewhere. I don't think that it's okay. Yeah. But I think that that's why people do it. Um, I also just like, I like asking this question also because it, my therapist <laughs> brought this up because I was cheated on. And she literally told me, she's like, well, why'd you get cheated on? I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who asked that question? I would ask well, that. I would ask that. <laughs> why did you? Like, ah, uh, that honestly, I never thought about that. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. He mm -hmm. cheated on me. Yeah, I don't have to answer any questions. Uh, but it's a very insightful question because I'm like, wow. Okay, have you? That does make sense. Get ready to drink. Have you ever cheated at any point in your life, even young? Yeah. <laughs> so on the douche. Okay. okay. Peyton, what about you? Um, so I have cheated and there's obviously never a good reason to cheat on someone. It was someone that I dated in college very early on. And this was one of those relationships where I wouldn't consider serious. It was long distance. He went to ECU and I didn't really see him all that often. That's not the reason he was a psycho. He was honestly a crazy person. And I remember he would come over to where I lived in college and he was like really upset that I was just living my own life. He went to ECU, he graduated and he would come over and hang out with me there. And one time he was crying or something and my roommates were texting me asking if I was okay. And I was like, no, it's him. Like I was trying to break up with him and he just would not allow it. He was like always crying. And my roommates were like, he makes us really uncomfortable because he cries all the time. And he's just like kind of really mentally unstable in the sense that like he always seems like an emotional wreck. And so at this point, like I tried to break up with him. And when I did, he would like say crazy things back. Like there's no point in living and like things like that. So it got to a point I'm like, this is, I don't know how to end this with this man because I just can't do it because I feel bad. And I know you're not supposed, this is not the way to do things. And I deeply regret it. But at the same time, it, to me, it felt like the, an out. So I cheated on him. I told him that I cheated. I'm like, and that was it. And it ended the relationship. Um, <laughs> I think, I think I remember that, but, um, <laughs> Because I think you were working for me at that time. Um, but, um, it's, yeah, I, I, I've, while being in a, since I cheated on a girl in high, like actually cheated on a girl in high school, which it was a high school relationship and we dated for like a month and a half or something. Yeah. And when I say cheated, I kissed another girl at a party, but that was like, after that, I felt like such a piece of shit. And honestly, I felt like such a piece of shit because I got caught. Like I didn't tell her, like somebody yeah. went and told her. And I sat there and I was like trying to think about lying about it. I'm like, yeah, I just got to own this. And I felt like such a piece of shit. But since then, to be honest, I haven't cheated while in a relationship, but like those toxic relationships where you're like on breaks and stuff where it's like, oh, let's take a break for a bit. We were yeah. on a break. We were on a break. Yeah. So, yes. But then okay. it's still awkward because you get back together. and It's like, so did you do anything? Uh, and it's like, yeah, oh, that's God. terrible. Yeah. Terribly Yikes. awkward. What is a deal breaker for you in a relationship? What is a deal breaker? Um, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. So many deal breakers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's like big ones. I mean, but I'm trying to think. Like, can you specify that a little bit? Because obviously, there's so many. Like, like okay, does she have to be hot? 
this Ooh. or even like you're on a first date with someone and you're like okay she said this and like to me that's like a complete turn off i don't want to have a second date with her because like, of this high maintenance or she's like yeah. she goes to church she doesn't go to church yeah or... okay okay so things like that um okay so i'm, I'm gonna answer the first question of laughing at it does he have to be hot I have to be physically attracted, so yeah, I feel like that's yeah. ca- that's a good bar to begin with. Yeah. I got I got catfished once on Hinge, which we can talk about oh. that really bad. Oh. Uh, that was a good one. That's so crazy. But that's I, never happened to me. Oh, it was it was a story. I didn't know that uh, actually happened. Oh, I got yeah. catfished really bad. Um, so that was an instant, you know, hard no. Um, but no, I think it's more so like just specific things. Like actually, very very recently, I and it's not a one time thing. It's not like you can say one thing that will instantly like be like no. Uh, but there was a girl that I could tell like in the beginning. I thought it was cute in the beginning where she's like, "You have to pick me up," and I'm like, "Of course, yeah, like I'll pick you up." But it's not how she. It's like how she said it. You have to pick me up. And then as time went on, it was like, "Oh, I won't call you for. You have to call me." And then it was like it kept going of like no no no, no. like she didn't say thank you after dinner she didn't say thank you wow. anything and I started realizing like okay this is a pattern now and I realized that like this isn't a partnership this is like a I'm buying your time demanding or I, yeah like I have to like do certain things in order for us to hang out and it's I didn't like, like that force force chivalry chivalry yeah yeah she was like making you be a knight. It give me the opportunity to be one. I was like, yeah, yeah I would have. Let me show you that I can do that. I would have. I literally said, do, do you want to get dinner this day? And she's like, only if you pick me up. And I'm like, yeah, I'll pick you up. Like, the fact that that's her response, that yeah. is a red flag because that's just not. How oh, I've got one. To that. I've got a good one. And I, th- okay. this isn't even like while we're on the date. This is prior to the date. And for some reason, this has happened like two times in the past, like six months that I remember. And it pissed me off. But if I <laughs> ask you on a date and you go maybe or like we'll see or something like that like this actually happened this past week where i asked a girl of like hey like we're all going on the boat on sunday like do you want to come out and she's like uh i I can let you know and i'm like okay so what that's telling me is you're waiting for other plans and if you don't get other plans then you're gonna fall back to this one and i'm like i'm not gonna be that so no that is an instant i will not text you back if you're just like no let me say no just say no and say we'll do it another day but if you have to like debate if you're gonna have better plans or not then no so my issue with this is girls say that they want to be treated to a certain standard and they want respect from men and they want the courting, they want the chivalry, they want you to walk, like a man needs to walk me to his door and respect me. And then they turn around and treat guys like this with very little respect because to me that's disrespectful. It's not being transparent when you're dating. You should be very transparent. And I think a man asking a girl out like that does take some sort of of courage yeah Yeah. and you should be respectful of that you should just be like well maybe i'll let you know yeah that to me that's that's rude and that's disrespectful that kind of it kind of goes back to the spark versus slow burn thing i don't like chase is the wrong word but like i don't like that like i think some girls think that's like attractive of like i'm gonna make him work for it like he'll her earn my like deep conversations if he does well on the first and it's like that's not how this should be this should be like very like mutual and pretty much everything if i ask you out to dinner like you know like i'm obviously putting a gesture forward that i'm interested like give me a little something back not like oh we'll see it's like okay well then we won't see yeah the chase is so toxic and i will say i did that a lot when i dated earlier in my life and it's so much easier when you don't do it because it's up front you're being communicated 
your communication skills are good and you're telling the person how you feel and it's like there's no miscommunication there's no gray area because it's transparent and i think it just causes so much drama and it causes a lot of hurt too because it's like you go through the talking stage and you're doing like there's no boundaries almost and the talking stage is very toxic it's too like the chase and the yeah. talk talking stage yeah yeah. Very toxic dating trends. I don't know. And tell me if I have a chip on my shoulder. Uh, but I like, there's, obviously I'm not naming names. There was a relationship I was in where after like two weeks of dating, which it was fun, but it was like, we weren't really getting like deep in terms of conversation. And so eventually I was like, what are you looking for? Like, what are you looking to be? And she's like, oh, that's just, you know, that stresses me out. Like, I don't want to really talk about that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what? fine. We'll give it, we'll give it a little bit more time. And so two weeks later, like, I think I brought something up again, like around those lines and it's still, she didn't want to have that conversation. And so I ended it. Um, I just stopped texting her back. It, it, like she texted me once and I just didn't reply to it. And then we didn't talk for 10 days. And then she said something along the lines of like, oh, like, do you want to have a conversation? And I'm like, listen, if, if after a month of hanging out with me, you're still not ready to have a deeper conversation, like clearly this is not working out. And she did not see it that way. She was like, no, like that should take a lot of time, like two or three months to like, I'm like, I, I don't That's... know. So in my opinion, your heart yearns for me or it doesn't i'm not like playing a game of i don't know what this is i think you know within the first few dates i'm not gonna say it's like first date because i think you're still getting to know each other but by like the third date i'm like i know who you are i kind of get your mannerisms and your sense of humor and then by the third date like i would hope to know kind of where you are in life and what you want and what you want from this relationship like are we connecting and is this something that you want to like take seriously and date exclusively because to me i'm like i don't want to date a bunch of other people that's yeah. stupid you're not like dating should just be one-on-one -on -one, and it's very confusing when people are talking to all these other people and they're not focusing on what they have in front of them yeah and if you're not being honest about that you and you should also before you go into dating you should know what you want like are oh, you yeah. looking for a boyfriend are you dating to marry i think people should date to marry why else would you just be going out there people need to decide that before they go into the dating world and if they're still struggling to find the answer when they find a really good person it's because they don't know what they want yeah. and they're not going to find that out through going on more dates with the same person well, i think uh, the deep, the deep conversations that you you tend to have like you know after a few dates are imperative because that's how you get to know somebody. Exactly. I, I can only ask how many siblings you have so many times before it's yeah. just like, we got to talk about some something. But I, my hot take, I feel like for every successful relationship that I've had, my successful, I mean that like it turned out to be something like great. Uh, I knew within two dates, like pretty, pretty quickly. It's the ones that took longer than that. Like I haven't had a lot of success in my eyes with the slow burn stuff, with like the chase. Because by slow burn, that kind of sounds like chase a little bit. They kind of seem like they coincide. Um, and for me, if there's not some sort of spark after the two dates, and maybe we have different definitions of spark, but like I know within two dates. Yeah. Yeah. I think two dates is fair. And when I say slow burn, it's not like I, I don't believe in the chase. And I also hate that. I don't wait to text back. And if I went on a date with someone, I'm not going to wait for him to text me back. I will immediately text him and be like, thank you for taking me out. I think that's a respectful thing to do no matter yeah. what. But I don't want the chase. But I think the slow burn in the sense that you know, you meet someone and I've had this before, like you go on a few dates and it's like all there. It's so hot and you're so attracted to them. And you're like, I see my future with this person. And then you kind of just jump all in and miss a lot of steps in this. The steps, I mean, 
really getting to know each other before you make that up in your mind that this is someone that you are falling in love with. And you kind of, when I, at least for myself, when I go into it that way and I just dive to me, I'm like wear my heart on my sleeve, I go all in and that's like one of my faults. So I appreciate the slow burn in my relationships now, not the chase, but mostly just getting to know someone, taking it slow, going on dates, not feeling like there's pressure to feel a certain way by this date or know that this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my just life with, with by certain flow. Yeah, just going yeah. with the flow and letting the conversation flow, but also hitting those certain talking points. And that's what I mean by slow burn. And then I'm like, eventually it turns into something, but I'm like, oh wait, like I'm doing that now. I'm like dating someone. And instead of rushing into it, like we've been going on dates and really have gotten to know each other and built a friendship, but also like while dating. And it's like, yeah, if you like someone, but like you have to build that friendship first. Building the friendship is definitely important. Yeah. 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 You should always continue to date each other though throughout a relationship. That even for sure. Get, even when you get married. I, I, I try to, it, which we, goes back to my tattoo, but like be you. Like I try to on the first date. I don't like when you go on dates and they're like, oh, this first date version you get of me is different from what you'll get later. Like I'm yeah. going to be more quiet and reserved this date. But if you yeah. stick around long enough, you're going to unlock the second version of me, which is this and then that. And then, like, I just want to know what I'm get, getting into bed with is probably the worst way to say it. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to know what yeah. like is happening. So I try to correct the issue that I don't like. So when I go on a date, I try and make sure that like what you're getting on the first date is the same guy you're going to get on the, you know, six months or a year or whatever it might be um, to, to a certain extent, obviously like there's things that come with time, but um, I don't know. I've never understood that of like, I'm going to, I like this person. So I'm going to hold out on this person and make sure that they don't know certain things. And like, I'm going to put it on my schedule. I don't think that's really up to you to decide. I think it should be like a team effort. And if one person's pushing for like a deeper conversation or to talk about something that's important to you, like if it's not matching up, then maybe it's just not a good connection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was really good dating I insight. Know. And that this conversation was not even planned, so I like that it kind of just flowed. It really did. And we had some really hot I think we should have you back. Yeah. <laughs> it's over so yeah. soon. That went so quick. I know. How did how did you feel about this? Because this you did not see that tail end of the conversation. So did you feel like you just did not know what you were getting yourself into? I feel like you guys could have done uh could have gone deeper. No. Oh, okay. Well then there's no, okay. I'm joking. Note taken yes. for the nah. next one. Guys, if you liked it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, when you guys started, I was like worried. Of just, like, that's why I've been drinking some white claws. I'm like, oh God, like, what, what questions are we going to get? But those are pretty, pretty easy going. Pretty yeah. easy. Honestly, it was, it was more so good conversation and laying the groundwork yeah. for part two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll come so. back. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this yes. and we got a lot of hard hitting questions like Megan Steele shoes. Um, yeah and ruined a small shoe store that's uh, it was actually a very big shoe store. Oh, okay she's like actually i i want to take credit it was a very large mm. shoe company and i destroyed them single-handedly she took I down a monster yeah a lot of shoes <laughs> no i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't steal any shoes there were employees that did but i didn't not me <laughs> i'll give their names I will. I'll give them up. <laughs> what is a stripper? <laughs> I don't remember her real name. <laughs> so it probably can't be that helpful. I wish, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Careful, it's oh like I didn't God. sign up for this part. <laughs>
Well, Cameron, thank you so much yes. for coming on and volunteering yourself to this and, you know, letting us just <laughs> be cry crazy. into your yes. life because yeah. that's really yeah. fun for us. <laughs> I'm, I'm honored to be on the first drinking episode of Girls Gone Right. Yes. yes. Also, yeah. we've like Cheers. actually never drank on an episode. They're yeah. all sober, Sally. So we're over sober here Sally. just sipping a beer. Drinking Diana's. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a thing. So for Sally, drinking Diana. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I made that up. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming yes. on, and stay tuned for part two. Thanks for listening to Girls Gone Right. Be sure to check us out on YouTube to watch the video format, and check us out on Instagram at Girls Gone Right.